D F S. It is Friday, December 2nd here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our week 13 FanDuel podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me as always, Jared Smolin. Jared, I bet I know who you're playing a cash quarterback on FanDuel this week because it's a lot easier to make Patrick Mahomes, who leads yeah. our dollars per point at his $9,000 salary. It's a lot easier to make him fifth. For sure. And I do think Trevor Lawrence is still in play here on FanDuel at 7,500 bucks. Um, you know, those two guys are the clear top two values at the position. But like you said, easier to fit Mahomes on FanDuel. Mahomes does chuck in as a better value on FanDuel, whereas on DraftKings, Lawrence is a bit better value. Um, but yeah, I, I want exposure to the Chiefs in this spot. Game has a 53 point over under. Chiefs have the highest implied total on the slate at 27 point. Five points. Mahomes has been awesome lately, even even better lately than he was early in the season. And the Bengals' pass defense after starting the season strong. Cincinnati's 26th in football outsiders' pass defense DVOA over the past five weeks. So it could really be a monster game for Mahomes on Sunday. Yes, I agree. And you can play him in cash and not even bother playing any of his pass catchers if you don't want to spend up for Travis Kelsey because we know that Mahomes will put up numbers. We don't know this season as much as we have in previous seasons, just who those numbers will go to. So I think in cash in particular where you, you know, obviously you're looking for big upside, but you don't need that ultimate ceiling game of guessing right on the receivers. He's attractive. Six straight games of 320 plus passing yards for him. And like you said, that Bengals defense way down, not just down in pass D 26th in DVOA since week eight, but also still decent against the run middle of the league. So if anything, maybe there's further motivation for the chiefs to throw the ball more as we know they prefer to anyway. I agree. Trevor Lawrence is in play. If you're building out your lineup and you're like, I'd really just rather have more salary than have Mahomes on that QB line. Trevor Lawrence in play against the Lions. Geno Smith, I think, is also in play against the Rams. $7,600, $100 more than Trevor Lawrence. I mean, they're basically the same play. You don't have to worry too much about either one. Geno mm-hmm. Smith has been steady for more of this season than Trevor Lawrence has, which I think would be the, the primary case for him. Yeah, I think Geno probably a bit safer. I think you're giving up a little bit, bit of upside with Geno over Trevor Lawrence, but I think they're, they're both fine plays if you don't want to play Mahomes. Tournament side, lots of attractive options this week, Jared. I don't, I think it's difficult to, yeah. you know, whittle it down to one or two favorites for me at least. Yeah, this is a week I wish I was good at the, uh, you know, mass entry stuff where I could, you know, get a piece of all of these guys and let the, you know, computer spit out lineups for me. But I, I suck at that. I stick to my, you know, single entry stuff. Um, I like Justin Herbert on FanDuel here as well. I talked about him on the drafting show. He's actually our third best quarterback value. On FanDuel, it's uh, $8,100. Projected for just 6% ownership, though. And I think that's just because there are so many good options this week. Like, I think everyone agrees Herbert's in a great spot against the Raiders, who have been, you know, one of the worst pass defenses all season, especially lately. Um, this game has a 50-and-a-half point over-under. Um, and Herbert has three passing touchdowns in three straight games against Vegas now. That includes a 279-yard, three-touchdown performance against the Raiders back in week two of this season. Mm-hmm. And what's the line in that game at this point? The Raiders are favored now, which really? makes me want to bet the Chargers. But every time I bet the Chargers, they screw me over. <laughs> yeah, I was I was asking because a lot of times we get those big game lines and it's because one team is favored yeah. by quite a bit over the other one. But this is one of those where it really has lots of shootout potential because both teams have plenty of talent on offense. Both teams not playing very well on defense. Both teams have experienced quarterbacks. So, yeah, it's an attractive matchup to play really either side of it. Justin Herbert, more attractive, but Derek Carr has been playing well lately as well and could be a pivot off of Josh Jacobs for tournament lineups. 
I think seven of the top eight quarterbacks in our dollars per point rankings make sense for tournament lineups here. And the one that I'm throwing out is Kenny Pickett. I'm absolutely not playing Kenny Pickett when there are so many other quarterbacks available. Um, I think Derek Carr makes sense. He's not even among that top eight. Deshaun Watson to a Tonga Vailoa makes sense here. So I, I think it's a really good week to spread it around. I usually try to narrow it down to one or two guys that I really like, but I think it's a good week to build different lineups. Even if you don't end up playing all of them, build out a whole bunch of different ones and just see what you like the most or see how many of them you can find spots for. Yeah. The two cheaper guys I like for tournaments, Jimmy Garoppolo, who, you know, admittedly he only has one game this season over 19 Fando points. That was a 25 point outing against the Cardinals on Monday night a few weeks ago. But I, I still, I think, I think he has that 25 point upside again, especially in this spot, a game that could turn into a shootout against Miami and Miami is 29th in adjusted points allowed to quarterbacks. The Niners have the sixth highest implied total on the main slate. And then I think Jared Goff is a little interesting to me. Um, the lions have the third highest implied total on the main slate now at 26 points. Um, Goff's problem has just been all the touchdowns are going to the running backs over the last five weeks. Goff has six passing scores. The running backs have combined for nine rushing touchdowns where, you know, league average is like, two thirds of the touchdowns come through the air. So, and you know, the, the lions are built to get the rushing touchdowns. It's obviously what they want to do in the red zone, but eventually like, you know, the touchdown luck's going to swing in Goff's favor. And it could happen this week. Cause as we've talked about, the Jags have been decent against the run lately, really bad against the pass. So if there's a spot for the lions to throw it a bit more, that uh, this is definitely a matchup where they might do that. Yeah. And decent meaning top half of the league in that category. So it's not like they're a little bit better against the run. They're a lot better in that area. We do have a four touchdown game from Jared Goff this season to look back on. So we don't have to totally project it. And he has been throwing the ball a lot more and for a lot more yardage when they lose. So, you know, if the Jaguars do continue to play as well as they did the past three weeks, maybe they do build a lead and we get the Lions chasing in this one. So, yeah, I I like the case for Jared Goff. Trevor Lawrence sits as the highest projected owned quarterback on FanDuel in our lineup generator right now. I'll be surprised. Like, I won't be shocked if he is the highest owned. I'll be shocked, though, if he's well ahead of Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, other guys in that range. Because, again, I think it's a week where it makes sense to spread it around. So I think it's also a week where I'm going to ignore who's tops in projected ownership, especially a quarterback, and just go ahead and play some Trevor Lawrence as well. Yeah, I would guess Lawrence will be significantly higher owned on DraftKings where he, you know, he is a better value by our numbers, his salary. It, it's, you know, the savings are more useful than they're on FanDuel. So I think like if you really want to play Lawrence lineups, I think FanDuel is the, the better place to do it. Over to running back for cash, Jared, Jalen Warren sticks out here even more. 5,000 yeah. bucks against the Falcons, the number seven matchup for RB scoring. The Steelers are up to 46% run over their three games since the bye. A big part of that has been that they've won two of the past three games. They've been over 50% run in each of those games. They were pass heavy in the loss to the Bengals in that same mix. I think this game will at least be close. I think there's you know, potential for the Steelers to take a lead in it. So it should help rushing volume. And it looks like Najee Harris is more likely to miss this game than make it back for it. Yeah, Harris looks like he's going to miss, hasn't practiced yet this week. And then Benny Snell was added to the injury report on Thursday with a knee issue. He was limited in practice, so it seems like he got hurt on Thursday. So if he misses that game, I think Warren's an absolute must. I like Warren even if Snell ends up playing. The Steelers are fifth in rush offense DVOA over the past five weeks. So it's what's been a 
good rushing game, at least by football outsiders numbers first, what's been a, a bad rushing defense all season. Um, I'm going to play Aaron Jones in cash on FanDuel as well. I talked about him on DraftKings. He's actually a better value here on FanDuel at 7,400 bucks comes in as our second best value at running back. He's been getting steady volume. He's been awesome all season. The bears run defense has been bad all season, especially lately. So I think it's a, a big spot for the Packers running game. And then I also like Dalvin cook in cash on FanDuel. You know, the matchup isn't ideal against the jets, pretty tough run defense, but cooks just 7,600 bucks. And he is like, he, he's getting like top five usage right now. Um, he's consistently been playing over 75% of the Vikings offensive snaps. If you throw out that blowout loss to the Cowboys where cook was pulled early um, he's averaging 17.2 carries and 4.6 targets per game over his last five. So I, I just think he's way too cheap for the type of value that we can project him for. I agree that he's too cheap. I think he's going to be underowned as well. I'm not, I'm probably not playing him in cash because the jets are tough on defense and I could see him having a tough game here. Um, so he's more of a tournament guy. So I like him overall this week, but I, I like him a little bit better for tournament use. He's coming off two straight single-digit games where I think it's going to keep his ownership projection down. But last week, he had 22 carries and five targets. Like, I'll go ahead and bet on that uh, regardless of opponent. He scored in five straight games before that two-game downstretch. He topped 20 FanDuel points in three of those games. He is coming off of four straight negative scoring matchups. So that has helped keep the numbers down, especially the past two weeks. But, you know, again, a week before that, he had a very good outing against a negative scoring matchup. So there's certainly potential for him to score against the Jets. Um, I'll be interested to see how he does in this one. The Jets also, by the way, even though they're tough on running backs, much tougher on QB and wide receiver scoring so far this year. Yep, exactly. Um, Elsewhere for cash, I wonder, Jared, is it possible to fit either Josh Jacobs or Nick Chubb in a Patrick Mahomes lineup? I didn't try that. The price tags on Jacobs because of the calf and then Chubb just because I don't think he has the best floor, especially at that price. I I haven't tried messing with them in cash. I I think they're they're both good plays. It's just just the price tag here on FanDuel. Yeah, I would rather try Chubb here because um, I'm worried less about the receptions. I'm not at all worried about Kareem Hunt. It's obviously just a touchdown or not, but I I feel pretty good about Nick Chubb's chances of scoring at least once in this game and beating his season average in 91 and a half rushing yep. yards. I like Aaron Jones as well. I think it's a great matchup. I'm going to be curious to see where Aaron Jones comes up in daily draft on sleeper in the drafts on underdog this week. So if he slips, I think he has like tournament winning upside if you can get Aaron Jones after you've already taken two other players for example so if you haven't done any drafting any DFS drafting on underdog or sleeper you can use promo code draft sharks you can get your first deposit matched 100% on there you can just click the link at the bottom of this you don't have to worry about a promo code and it'll take you right there to do your depositing on the tournament side Jared who else do you like yeah by the way I've done um eight of the underdog battle royales so far this week and I have four Aaron Jones uh, he he's going like fourth or fifth round so he's he's one of my favorite picks over on underdog if eighty two hundred dollar Christian McCaffrey's only going to be twelve percent owned I'm gonna play him and there's obviously risk with the knee thing although he got back on the practice field uh, Thursday and said his knee feels great maybe his volume has to be scaled back but maybe his volume grows with no Elijah Mitchell I don't know if Shanahan trusts these other backs. Um, I think he trusts Kevin Coleman. Um, I don't know if he trusts the two rookies. I mean, there's a chance that, you know, in what should be a competitive game, that they end up feeding McCaffrey a lot more than he's been getting lately. 
Tevin Coleman is like the guy that your dad still has to come over and fix things around the house. You're like, dad, can you see how slow he's moving? Don't you know there are a hundred <laughs> other people within he's reliable though. that do the same job? You're like, yeah, but I've been using Hank forever. I know Hank's going to do the job right. I like Hank. I'm going to keep Hank. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So have at it, Hank. Uh, I'm, I, I love the early ownership projection on Nick Chubb. We talked about it on DK. It's true on FanDuel as well. I would assume that he's higher owned on FanDuel, but if he's anywhere in single digits, I mean, Nick Chubb could be a weekend definer. Yeah, the, the price tag is going to keep him low. And again, just the fact that there are a lot of strong running back options this week. Joe Mixon also, last time I checked, 6% projected ownership on FanDuel, which yep. to me is crazy. In this matchup where we want all the pieces, and he's not sneaky. Joe Mixon scored a bunch of points this year. <laughs> Obviously, we're watching to make sure he's okay health-wise, come back from that concussion. But if he's active, he should be like one of yeah. your top RB considerations, I would think. Yeah, I would guess his ownership climbs once he's fully cleared and we get confirmation that he's going to play, but, but maybe it doesn't, um, especially if that doesn't happen until like Sunday morning. Um, so I definitely like the mix in play as if you're, if you're, you know, if you're not playing a Joe Burrow stack, whether it's Mahomes and Mixon as a run back or just, you know, Mixon as a one-off, I, I like him a lot. As I, I mentioned, uh, Football Outsider says the Chiefs second in pass defense over the past five weeks and 25th against the run. So, you know, m- maybe it's more of a Mixon game. Alexander Knight here too on FanDuel, 5,800 bucks. Looks like Michael Carter is not going to play. You know, we'll see exactly how the backfield split looks, but um, I think the Jets like this Knight kid. Um, you know, he was he was in the mix even before Carter went down last week. You know, it looked like Knight basically stepped into the James Robinson role. Um, obviously, had a James Robinson who was a healthy scratch for that game. So I would not be surprised if you get you know 15, 20 touches out of Knight on Sunday. You got to admit, that's two more times than I expected to hear Zonovan Knight mentioned on this stream. <laughs> Hope he stays sneaky. <laughs> Over to wide receiver for cash. The top three wideouts in our dollars per point are all in 8K range. Uh, you combine that with the salary for Patrick Mahomes, the salaries for Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb. I mean, more than finding plays this week, it's deciding who to play among those guys. You, you can... Yeah. You can probably fit two from all of that group with somebody like Jalen Warren to give you the extra salary space. And we'll certainly get to yep. tight end in a few minutes, but you obviously can't play all of them. So there's some decision-making, especially on cash for tournaments. I think you can just mix and match all those guys. Yeah. Devonte Adams is definitely my favorite expensive wide receiver. And he does come in as the best value for us at the position at 8,600 bucks, just the volume he's been getting is insane. Um, there are, a bunch of nice plays in the 6K range, though. Um, Devonta Smith, 6,800 bucks. He has 18 targets on a 34% target share over his last two games. He is on the injury report with a groin. He's been limited in practice so far this week, so we'll keep an eye on that. Like If he's listed questionable later today, I would get off him in cash, but I'm um, assuming that's not an issue. I like him against a Titans defense that you know, has honestly been good against the pass lately, too, but they're still much tougher against the run, so you could get more passing volume out of the Eagles this weekend. Um I think Garrett Wilson is a strong play on Fando. We talked about him on DraftKings. He's 6,600 bucks on Fando. He's really just been productive when Zach Wilson hasn't been under center for the Jets this season. And it's going to be Mike White again on Sunday. And then I think Josh Palmer is another nice salary saver. Um, 6,600 bucks. Has a good matchup against Vegas. Seven targets for Palmer last week. You know, didn't have a big game, but decent volume. He's averaging 9.4 targets over his last five games. 8.5 targets over the last two games with Keenan Allen back. So I, I think um, he's still a good volume bet at this price tag and in a good matchup. 
I'd throw in Brandon Ayuk to that group as well. We've got Debo dealing with a quad injury that limited him Wednesday, sat out Thursday's practice. So there's at least, I, I would bet that he'll play because he's been playing through it, but that adds a little bit of in-game risk to him, makes Brandon Ayuk um, the easier choice. Terry McLaurin is in that range. Juju Smith-Schuster is in that range. So I agree, you can kind of live in that 6K range. Uh, start there at least and see what you might have room to pay up for or just live there and pay up at running back, pay up at quarterback. Um, I, I love Garrett Wilson as well. 28.6% target share last week in Mike White's first start. Eight targets to where no other Jet had three targets. So, you know, it, it clearly... Mike White came in and was like, dude, do you not see Garrett Wilson over there? He's kind of the guy right now. Let's just throw it to him. The Vikings don't rank better than 17th in coverage DVOA against any position, according to Football Outsiders. They rank 29th and 25th against the top two wideouts for their opponents. So it's a particularly good matchup for Garrett Wilson. I think Justin Jefferson might be the expensive guy that I fade this week. Obviously, Justin Jefferson can beat any matchup. He can have big points any week. So we're talking about splitting hairs. If you're picking between him and Devontae Adams or him and a top running back, there's at least the chance that sauce Gardner is a tougher matchup for Justin Jefferson. Maybe he gets targeted a little bit less than usual, maybe just a little bit less efficiency, but it's a week where I would be less inclined to play Jefferson. Yeah. I'm going to do that, which is scary, obviously, but I definitely prefer Devontae Adams straight up over Justin Jefferson this week and you're even getting a uh, hundred dollar discount on Dante Adams. I also like AJ Brown who I talked about on the draft show. I think he's actually a better value here on FanDuel at 8,100 bucks. He's our fifth best value at wide receiver becoming an inch of 6% projected ownership has been quiet the past couple of weeks, but um, yeah, I think we, we've, we've seen throughout his career in Tennessee and then even in Philly this season that, you know, he has the type of, of upside to be a tournament winner and the Titans have especially struggled defending deep passes, which I think AJ Brown's still the best deep threat on this team. So I would not be surprised if he breaks a big player two on Sunday. I think Quez Watkins would have an uh, argument with you about that. Oh, come on. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's, he's a deep threat, but he's not the best deep threat on that team. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that tournament side. Christian Kirk, I think uh, certainly in play for cash because his targets have been great lately. He's not going to sneak up on anybody because this matchups not sneaking up on anybody, but he's tied for seventh and projected ownership at wide receiver, which I think keeps him in play because Christian Kirk, I think is in the mix to be one of the top scoring wide receivers overall for this week, just because of the way he's been used. And because of the matchup, I think, you can get a little bit sneakier. Obviously, you can play Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk and add another Jaguar to differentiate. You can be a little bit sneakier, too, though, by playing Kirk. Amon Ross St. Brown, who is also going to be highly owned, but Jared Goff with those guys. We talked about Jared Goff's case on DK. The biggest issue has been the touchdowns. Just six TD passes over the past seven games for him because they're letting the running backs take it in whenever possible. And by the running backs, I mean Jamal Williams. But we do have two games of four touchdown passes this year from Jared Goff. They were a while ago, but they did both happen this year. And one of them came in a game where Jamal Williams ran for two touchdowns. So if we do get a shootout here, as is being projected, there is room for both of those guys to score. Sometimes the Jaguars D plays the run significantly better than it does the pass. So Maybe that just stops the Jamal Williams plan, even yeah. if that's what they're trying to do. You know, they just come up short and Jared Goff has to throw it to somebody. So uh, we mentioned too the game total is high, just two points behind Chiefs Bengals, number two among all games this week. And Lions offense is healthy now, too. There were there were times this season where there were like three wide receivers and two running backs on their injury report. Now there's none. No running backs, no no wide receivers on the injury report. So it's just healthy as the offense has been since the start of the season. So I, I do like the Lions as a tournament option. Um, 
The last wide receiver I'll mention, Christian Watson. If he's going to be in the single digits in ownership, I'm going to take a shot on him in tournaments. Um, I mean, you have the concerns with Aaron Rodgers' injuries. Again, it should be a run-heavy game plan from Green Bay, but like the passing game should also be efficient against the Bears' pass defense, which isn't good. And Watson's just like built to be a tournament wide receiver, right? Like He's going to make big plays. He's, he's going to score a touchdown. So the floor is low, but um, the ceiling is, is definitely high, and he's – Priced well at 6500 bucks, And again, he's projected for just 7% ownership right now. Yeah, he's Will Fuller with two hamstrings. I want to also mention Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell because it looks like they're headed for lower ownership than they really should. 9K for Tyreek Hill is going to hurt that a little bit. Jalen Waddell, 7900 so easier to fit in. Hill's currently tied for 11th among wide receivers in projected ownership in this matchup where they're playing a defense that plays the run tougher than the pass. Um, Waddle is at 5% right now. So it seems like, you know, we, we talked about all of the plays that are available. So it's easy for guys to get lost, but I would try to make sure that I don't lose sight of these two who have already showed us in multiple um, occasions this season, the ultimate ceiling that each of these guys is capable of. So if you can get either of them at lower ownership than usual, I mean, they could really be tournament winners. Yeah, I mean, if you think the Dolphins have a reasonable chance to have a big game on offense this weekend, like you should be playing a lot of both the wide receivers as one-offs and also Tua stacks. Tua's coming in at three percent projected ownership. I'm, I, I'm worried about the Dolphins' offense, but um, I, honestly, they're they're a good tournament play at the ownerships they're coming in at right now. And even if you don't want to play Tua, playing one of these guys is a one-off, especially yeah. uh, Jalen Waddle because he is $1,100 cheaper. Uh, it just makes sense because wide receiver is the only position against which San Francisco has been a positive scoring matchup so far. So if they're going to get it done somewhere, it's probably going to be one of these two guys involved. And either Hill or Waddle could have a good game, even if it's a disappointing day overall for the Dolphins offense. Yes, for sure. Tight end for cash, Jared. Is it Pat Fryermuth? It is, yeah. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey at eighty four hundred bucks is our top value. So you can try to get him in there. You definitely got to sacrifice at a few other spots. You save twenty five hundred going down to Pat Fryermuth, who has just been a steady target bet all year when he's been healthy. He's coming off a four target game, but you know, that's more the outlier from what we've seen for the for most of the season. He has seven point eight targets per game over his last five. He's third in expected fantasy points per game among tight ends over that span. And he has a good matchup against Atlanta. So I think, I think the, the price tag is, is really good on Friday Ruth this week. I agree. Every time I open up the lineup generator and I see Patrick Mahomes at the top of the FanDuel values or Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews at the top of the tight end values, I'm like, come on, FanDuel, try a little harder with these things. Yeah. Like there's a guy who's who costs $8,400 at tight end should not be the top value. It doesn't mean you don't play him, but he shouldn't be the best dollars per point value. It's just... I don't know, weak pricing. But anyway, I like I do like Pat Fryermuth for all the reasons you said. I'm also okay with putting Pat Fryermuth and Jalen Warren in the same cash lineup just because of the cost for the two guys. They're both yep. sub 6K. So I'm paying for floor, not ceiling. Obviously, I hope for ceiling, but I'm paying for floor on these guys, figuring that they'll both do enough to get there and that they'll give me enough cap savings to buy those top shelf pieces at the other positions. Yeah, for sure. Um Cost plus matchup, I think I think it's plenty viable to play both those Steelers in cash. I think if you need that 900 bucks, or if you just don't want to play two Steelers and do want to have Jalen Warren in there, Cole Komet, 5K, Gerald Everett, 5,400, and Evan Ingram, 4,800 
are all similar options. I think that Fryermuth is comfortably ahead of all those guys in floor. He is comfortably ahead of them, all three in FanDuel points per game for the season. But if the salary matters or, you know, you just want to spend less there for whatever reason, then I think all three of those guys are in play. Yeah, Fando just begging us to play Evan Ingram for 4800 bucks. <laughs> I know. I look at him at the salary and I'm like, <laughs> man, I want to like him, but I don't. <laughs> GPP side, I'm kind of scared not to play Travis Kelsey, Jared. And there's him, there's Mark Andrews. And then if I don't play them, it seems like maybe I should just go all the way down to either Cole Komet or Evan Ingram because, you know, when we're talking about tourney, there's certainly plenty of room for either Cole Komet or Evan Ingram to get as many targets as Pat Fryermuth this week. And if I'm not paying all the way up for ceiling, why not go all the way down so that I can have at least some extra salary to spend on those top shelf options at the other positions? By George Kittle. You tell me. That's that's my guy. 6,200 bucks on FanDuel. Um, so he he's actually our third best dollars per point value behind only Kelsey and Fryermuth. But coming in at just 4% projected ownership. I know he's coming off he's coming off a dud. He's actually dudded in two of his last three. The game between that was the big game against the Cardinals. Um, Kittle has 18-plus Fando points in two of his last five games. So he's still been showing us that ceiling. The, the floor is definitely lower than it is on Travis Kelsey, even on Mark Andrews. But, like, I, I'm not concerned about that in tournaments. I think he has not as much upside as Kelsey. I think he has just as much upside as Mark Andrews. And he's significantly cheaper. He's going to be much less owned. Um, so like I said, on the drafting show, I'm really going to try to only play Kelsey Andrews or Kittle in tournaments this week. Um, Kittle is definitely my favorite, just the combination of price and ownership. And I also like the idea of just having a 49ers player in the lineup. And I think that you need a little bit less from George Kittle than you do from the wide receivers. And certainly than you do from Christian McCaffrey, just relative to their salaries and their positions. For sure. Defense, the Falcons at 3,900 versus Kenny Pickett might be the most interesting to me among the 3K defenses. I want to like another 3K defense more. I just don't, though, and I'm kind of favoring the $4,200 Steelers against the Falcons as my starting point for the reasons I talked about on the DK show. But Atlanta has not been an awesome matchup for fantasy defenses, but it also hasn't been a bad one. So I don't think they're going to score a ton of points, and there will be some sack and turnover risk, especially when TJ Watts involved. Yeah. I don't like any of the three K defenses now, like in cash or tournaments, if you get to a lineup you love and you, you know, have to play a three K defense, I think it's fine. I'm going to try to get to the jets in cash at $4,000. Um, you know, it's just a good defense. They're fourth in football outsiders, defensive DVOA this season. They're also fourth among main slate defenses in FanDuel points per game. So they've been pr- producing in fantasy, not an ideal matchup. On the, on the road against Minnesota, but I mean, Kirk Cousins has some implosion pretend, potential. Um, he's going to be missing his left tackle again. I just think that the Jets are a good play at this price because they're, they're just a good defense. I agree. Any other defenses you like? Um, Baltimore here on FanDuel, 4500 bucks against the Broncos. Broncos have the lowest implied total on the week, you know, lower than the Rams with Bryce Perkins, lower than the Texans with Kyle Allen. Um, and the, the Ravens, these been playing well lately. Football Outsiders has them third in DVOA over the past five weeks. Um, and then I'll, I'll mention the 49ers again. Um, I, I just think this, there's a wide range of outcomes on how this game's going to go against Miami. I would not be surprised if Miami's offense struggles um, against this talented defense without both of their tackles. So I think in tournaments, uh, getting a defense as talented as the 49ers at low ownership is pretty interesting. Yeah. At this point in the week, I'm always 
trying to find the cheapest defense that I actually feel good about playing. But once I actually build those lineups, it's certainly quite possible that there's enough to get up to the Ravens at 4,500, the Seahawks at 4,800 against the Rams. Those are probably the two that I would focus on in that range. And I I think that's the way to do it in lineup building, not to say this is going to be my defense and then I'll figure out what's around it. You build everything else, you see what works. And like you said, if it has to be a 3K defense, pick one. I mean, any team could intercept a pass and run it in for a touchdown. All of a sudden, it's an amazing play. Yep. Defense should always be your last last spot in. That's going to do it for this week 13 FanDuel podcast. Head over to DraftSharks.com now. You can play around with the lineup generator. You can build your own lineups for FanDuel, for DraftKings, and for Yahoo. You can also find articles from our boy Kevin English highlighting top picks for cash and GPP play on FanDuel this week. For Jared Small and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.